Welcome everybody to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AEW Dark Elevation. Marina Shafir and Nyla Rose defeated the team of Leva Bates and Charisma, making her debut in AEW. No Vicky Guerrero with Shafir and Rose as Paul White continues to talk up the issues within that camp, but Shafir was able to trap Charisma and Greedy for the submission win. Julia Hart defeated Promise Braxton extremely quickly with the heartless submission as well. And then we go backstage where Vicky Guerrero is upset that Nyla Rose doesn't have the TBS championship and says that she disrespect, she feels disrespected and nothing is working anymore as they all kind of walk away from each other. So is this the end of the Vicious Vixens? Stay tuned. The Bunny defeated Madison Rain. Penelope Ford got on the apron and caused a bit of a distraction as Bunny hit down the rabbit hole for the pin on Rain. Bunny and Ford kept attacking Rain after the match until Sky Blue came out for the save. Ethan Page is backstage and tells Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy that they had the night off and they get upset that they're a bro all the way over here during Christmas just to do nothing. And Page says that since Mark Quinn is out right now, they will change things up a bit. And then Matt says he can't take this much longer before showing off his old broken Matt Hardy robe is in his luggage. Konosuke Takeshita defeated Frankie Kazarian. This is a fantastic five-minute match here with the crowd fully behind it. As Takeshita had a bridge German suplex for the hard-fought win, commentary mentioned how Don Callis didn't come out to see Takeshita like he's been doing usually. Willow Nightingale and Ruby Soho defeated Vert Vixen and Maddie Rinkowski. Soho gets to win on Vert Vixen after an assisted destination unknown, while Willow hit a backbreaker. Athena defends the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship against Kiera Hogan. This match is actually really good, and Kiera took uh, Athena to her limit, and it ended with Athena stopping Kiera on the top rope with a powerbomb, followed, followed by her backbreaker into the knees for the pin, and after the match, she kept attacking Kiera. Hey, the main event here, Jalistico getting his uh, his first AEW singles victory here, defeated Blake Christian. Uh, this match was extremely fast for a four-minute match until Jose tripped up Christian on the ropes as Jalistico followed that distraction with a destroyer for the pen. Rush and Preston Vance, I'm sorry, Roosh and Preston Vance came out after the match to join Jalistico and Jose the assistant. Tuesday's AEW Dark and Helico defeated Dante Casanova by submission with a stretch as Serpentico was getting the crowd to chant SAP. The Workhorsemen defeated the Hughes Brothers with Anthony Henry getting the pin after hitting a backbreaker. Fuego Del Sol defeated Lucky Ali. Taz and Escalibur, uh, they got on Fuego's promo before the match where he basically told the crowd to cheer for him. Fuego hit the Tornado DDT for the pin. Matt Menard defeated Brock Anderson. Uh, there was a promo before the match from both Brock and Matt hyping up the match. Menard tossed Anderson into the exposed turnbuckle to get the victory here. Evil Uno defeated Blake Lee very quickly with something evil. Red Velvet defeated Billy Starks. Uh, Billy Starks is an indie standout, and she's making her AEW debut in this match, and she got to show a little bit of offense before Velvet hit her with a corkscrew kick for the pen. The Iron Savages, without their uh, JT Davidson manager, defeated Brandon Bullock and Jameson Ryan. Bronson gets the pin after they hit the cannonball in the corner. Diamante defeated Mafiosa, Mafiosa, a.k.a. Valentino Rossi, and Adriana Gambino from One of Wrestling. Diamante answered quickly, though hitting the code red. In the main event here, AR Fox defeated Slim J. Sunny Kiss and Jeeves K of the Trustbusters kept getting involved on the outside, but Fox hit the 450 splash for the pin on the longest match of this show, going about nine minutes or so. We go to Impact Wrestling on Before the Impact. Taylor Wilde in her new Wild Witch gimmick and get up here defeated Kylan King, who's making her Impact debut. Wilde gets to win with a neckbreaker. For the Impact Knockouts World Tag Team Championships, we have Jessica and Rosemary, uh, I guess using the Freebird rule here, defending the tag team titles against Diana Perrazzo and Giselle Shaw. Uh, Taya Valkyrie was in the corner of the Death Dolls here. Diana and Giselle ended up butting heads, but Rosemary hit the spear on Giselle, and Jessica gets the pin on her to retain. Jordan Grace and Mickey James had a segment backstage where Grace said that she never said that she didn't think James couldn't beat 
could be Tasha Steele. She wants her to be her and then face her at Hard to Kill. Giselle Shaw and Deanna had a quick stare down backstage where they both said that they're not going to team up ever again. Sammy Callahan comes to the ring and calls out the design. Callahan tells them that he's not there to fight them or to, to have a truce, but he says he wants to join the design. But they said that Callahan will never be one of the chosen to join them and they end up just attacking him instead. Backstage, Josh Alexander tells Tommy Dreamer that he forgives him if this means that he will leave him alone. Mike Bailey defeated Yuri Uramura. These two were having a great match, and the fans started chanting for tables for some reason. Uh, bizarre recent fetish for tables from wrestling fans. I feel like every single show, they're just chanting for tables. But the ending came with Uramura hitting a German suplex, but Speedball coming right back with a kick in the corner and the ultimate weapon for the win. Kenny King then cut in a video uh, live from the Arena Mexico saying that he was too good to fight Bailey. Heath, Rhino, and the major players are backstage trying to ask Scott Demore for a tag team title shot before the Motor City Machine Gun says that both teams will get one, along with Chris Bay and Ace Austin, at Hard to Kill in a four-team elimination match as they made Matt Cardona versus Chris Saban in a singles match for next week. Then we were supposed to get Johnny Swinger and Zeke Dice versus Jason Hotch and John Skyler, but Bully Ray comes out instead and attacks Hotch and Skyler and calls out Josh Alexander. He handcuffs Hotch and tells Alexander that he could save him, but he's not here. Alexander does show up, he comes out with a chair, and he lets, he lets Hotch free. And then Hotch and Skyler start, start attacking Alexander, and Billy Reed joins in on a 3-on-1 attack, and they tie Alexander to the ropes. Uh, Ray teases, hitting Alexander in the head with a chair, but Tommy Dreamer comes out for the save. So Hotch and Skyler distract Dreamer as Ray low blows him and Paul drives him, and then Ray kept attacking Dreamer in front of Alexander using ladders and chairs. After Alexander asks Scott Demore to make the title match a hard to kill a full metal mayhem match, and Scott Demore agrees to it, but until then, he is sending both of them home, so there is no uh, interaction between them. Steve Macklin versus Rich Swan went to a double countout. Uh, these two end up brawling up on the outside and get counted out as Macklin just wanted to keep, uh, just he just wanted to keep Swan down basically by beating him down on the outside, which caused a countout. And they kept brawling until officials had to come out and split them apart. And the main event here: Jordan Grace and Mickey James defeated Tasha Steele and Savannah Evans. Grace tagged herself in at the end and hit the muscle buster on Steele for the pin, but James wasn't happy about this and got in Grace's face as they brawl a bit to end the show. Ended with James taking Grace out with a chick kick. We go to MLW Fusion. We have a tables match as Mance Warner defeats Mads Kruger. This is Warner's first MLW match since March of 2020. This match got violent and vicious with all types of weapons, including multiple tables, obviously. But the ending came with them fighting on the apron and Warner hitting a eye poke to Kruger before tossing him into a table outside for the win. Alice Kane has a Peach Days prize fight open challenge here, and he defeats D3. D3 making his MLW debut. He's appeared in AEW and WWE before. Kane hits a bunch of suplexes and easily gets the pin with his foot on D3's chest and then Davey Richards runs out after the match but gets stopped by the Momea Fight Club who end up jumping him. Alex Harrison cuts a passionate promo backstage talking about EJ uh, and Duka and says, and says that on January 5th they will have a last man standing match. In the main event here, Ty Valkyrie defends the Women's World Featherweight Championship against Lady Flamer. Before the match, they played the Canadian and Mexican National Anthems and then Ty gets the win after hitting Road to Valhalla. Woman of Wrestling was actually a best of the Beast showing some of her best matches but it does end with some security footage showing two unidentified people coming out of a car and attacking the Beast with a baseball bat so we have a mystery angle here in Woman of Wrestling as she was cleared to come back from her injury it looks like she might be down again Instead of NWA USA, NWA actually aired a Christmas special on their YouTube channel this Saturday, which had the Fixers defeated Alice Keitel and Shepard Lutz with a wrecking ball Ligurski get to the pin after a double choke slam. Eric Jackson defeated Soda Pop with a bridge German suplex. The Country Gentleman defeated Rolando Freeman and Rush Freeman with Anthony Andrews pinning Rolando after him and AJ Kazana had a spawn buster clothesline combo. Rhett Titus defeated Gags the Gimp with a belly-to-belly suplex. 
Ella, Evie, and Roxy of Pretty Empowered defeated the debuting Renegade Twins. The Renegade Twins have been all over AEW Dark in the past, but Envy gets the pin after Kenzie Page distracts the referee and Envy uses the title belt to get the pin and the win. And Kratos defeated the debuting Blake, Kroop, uh, Blake Troop, a former MMA fighter who's done some wrestling as well, after Kratos hit a rising knee strike for the pen. And throughout this show, there were special holiday messages and gift exchanges as well. We go to NWA Power, which was a special superpower episode, as Jordan Clearwater defended the TV title against Mercurio after some distraction from Austin Idol and the Midas Touch. The Mortons defeated the Fixers in a non-title match, Ricky Morton rolling up Rick and Bell Ligurski for the pin. Jeremiah Plunkett defeated Garrison Creed and Trax in a triple threat match after hitting Creed with a pile driver. Damage defeated Question Mark 2 after Aaron Stevens took out Question Mark 2 with his loaded glove. Camille defeated Kenzie Page by disqualification after Ella Envy gets involved. Uh, Pretty Empowered tried to attack Camille after the match, but she takes them both out with a double spear. And the main event here, Idol Sports... Uh, Idolmania Sports Management's Scion, Jordan Clearwater, and Tyrus defeated Joe Alonso and Love Rebellion, with the story being that Alonso uh, was being in the whole match, and when he finally tagged out, he just tags himself and still being fatigued, and he gets taken out by Tyrus with a Tongan death grip for the win. NXT level up. Charlie Dempsey defeated Miles Bourne. Nice match here with Dempsey hitting a bridge half-and-half half suplex for the pin. So Ruka defeated Danny Palmer. Ruka again hitting her uh, corner cutter that she now has a name for, calling it the Soul Snatcher that she uses to get the pin on Palmer. And Trick Williams defeated Hank Walker. Really good showing from Walker here, but Trick is able to stop him with a trick kick for the win. New Japan Pro Wrestling strong. Peter Avalon joins Ian Riccoboni and Alice Kozlov on commentary for this show. As Lince Dorado making his uh, New Japan debut teams up with Moscow Dorado, so a little Lucha House party reunion here. They defeat the team of Cody Chun and Guillermo Rojas, who form C4. Real fun match here with Lince hitting a shooting star press on Chun for the pen. Bobby Fish, also making a strong debut, defeated Kevin Blackwood with an Avalanche Falcon Arrow that looked very impressive. Homicide came out after the match and brawled with Fish until David Finley came out and, and scared Fish away with a shillelagh. Homicide and Finley then teased fighting each other before shaking hands. And the main event here for the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship, Fred Rosser defends against JR Kratos. This match is pretty wild, has some wild spots like Rosser hitting a tombstone on the outside and Kratos leaping into Rosser into the crowd, and eventually Rosser put a sleeper hold on Kratos until the referee stops the match. Then Avalon came off a commentary for this match and challenges Rosser for the title and he accepts, but then Avalon attacks him from behind and they brawl until the rest of the strong locker room comes out to stop them. On WWE main event, Cedric Alexander defeated the debuting Andre Chase. Chase had an insert video before the match, and then he started cursing out the producer as he was trying to as he uh, was, trying, was trying to wrap him up. And then commentary brought up that these two have had a, a rivalry in the Car uh, Carolina independent scene. And uh, these two even go further way back as when the Barada brothers fought Cedric and Caprice Coleman in Ring of Honor over 10 years ago. But good match here with Cedric hitting a brain buster for a pin and going on a 7 in a row against NXT competitors. And then Mustafa Ali defu defeated the debut Axiom. Uh, they had a backstage segment before where Ali didn't shake Axiom's hands and said that he had to earn his respect in the ring tonight first. Fantastic match here from these two with Ali winning after hitting a 450 splash. I like how like Cedric and Mustafa are like the gatekeepers of main event for all these NXT people. And like Cedric is just kind of running through them while uh, Ali has to earn their respect. So I like how they're actually playing this up as like an ongoing storyline on main event that makes it a little bit more interesting. There was no WWE Network editions of the week, so nothing to cover there. And uh, that is it for me this week. A little shorter episode, as I'm sure will be next week as well with the holidays and a lot of best stuff shows happening. But uh, don't worry, I'll still be here for another episode of Shot in the Dark. <laughs>